Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast, where we discuss and reflect on faith and philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social issues. We want to engage ideas on what it means to be a free human being in the pursuit of human flourishing. For more information, visit our website, philipfletcher.org. And now, the Humanity Matters Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Friday edition of the Humanity Matters Podcast. I am your host, Philip Fletcher. And today we're going to be digging into the positive and negative outcomes of mass communication. Before we get started, make sure you connect with me on my various social media outlets. I would encourage you to go to my website, philipfletcher.org. If you just scroll down uh, the landing page, you'll see an opportunity for you to put it in your name and email address where you can see uh, receive a weekly email called uh, Daily Personalist Living and Leading. And that includes a thought, a couple of questions to get you uh, focused for the week, hoping to add value to your life, your family's life, those you work with so that we can see individuals flourish as human beings. So I appreciate that uh, very much. Also, uh, every Monday releases a uh, reflection on the podcast called Daily Personalist Living and Leading. So be looking forward to that on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays. Get a little bit more in depth on a particular topic. And today, uh, we're just going to be reflecting on Aldous Huxley. Aldous Huxley, famous for writing uh, the seminal book, Brave New World. And then in 1958, he did a follow-up, a series of essays, uh, just looking at the state of the world, specifically uh, the Western world, in light of, or the shadow of, a Brave New World. And how surprised that the West had moved a lot closer to what he wrote about so many years prior to that 1958 essay. So, in one part of that essay, he says this, in an age of accelerating overpopulation, of accelerating overorganization, and ever more efficient means of mass communication, how can we preserve the integrity and reassert the value of the human individual. And that spoke volumes to me as a personalist, as someone who seeks to advance uh, this philosophy of the dignity uh, of the human being, that uh, as human beings, uh, we uh, reflect what would be considered in Christian thought the Imago Dei, uh, that we are reflections of a supreme personal God according to personalist thought. And how uh, that actualizes itself in our daily lives. And so when I when I read that in Aldous Huxley's follow-up to A Brave New World and his own reflections, you know, him asking that question was asked in the context of considering propaganda and how propaganda is used by uh, despots, tyrants, and elite few uh, used to influence a mass of people to move 
that mass of people to a particular end. And so what is important to our discussion is his concern about the over, close quotes, the overpopulation, the overorganization, and we could even add the overcommunication or mass communication. What is important to our discussion is this and how this over threatens to eradicate the integrity and value of humans, specifically our dignity as human beings. So today we want to consider mass communication. I can appreciate the efficiency of mass communication. I've run a, a, and lead a nonprofit in the last 14 years here in Conway, Arkansas. And, you know, the ability to get out a message to a large body of individuals, whether it's on social media or, you know, a newsletter, an email, you know, it's very efficient. Like the opportunity to communicate a vision, a plan, an idea to a large group, uh, to be able to conserve resources as the number of individuals and tools needed to get out a message is less than what was historically needed in the past. I mean, I can appreciate that. And the fact that it can be delivered virtually the same way as many times as necessary, hey, that's that's something to uh, celebrate. So I uh, appreciate... Um, uh, mass communication. But the means of mass communication, it's evolved over the years. So we can think about what I believe is one of the revolutionary things of world history, the Gutenberg Press. Folks could read the Bible in their own language. They didn't have to depend on a, a priest to read it to them um, and more than likely not understand it, uh, specifically in Latin. But now people could read the Bible in their own language. And then we could think about the advent of radio. Actually, we could think about the advent of the telegraph and then the radio, right? You think about the advent of the phone and then that little boob tube, that little box, the television. And now we can all see the Internet. And as... The means of communication improved. It brought millions and then billions of people who were separated by all types of terrain, bodies of water, oceans. It brought people closer and closer together. But it also afforded individuals the opportunity to get out a particular message to influence more and more people. So positively, we can look at mass communication really as morally neutral. You know, literacy improved. We can understand what is happening on the other side of the world where we probably have to wait, have waited in the past months. Months turned into weeks. Weeks turned into Days now you just get a notification on your phone or on your computer about something that happened halfway across the world like seconds ago. Now I'm being a little hyperbolic, but you get the point. 
We can hear the plans of those who want to help, but also those who have ill-intentioned plans as well. So there's some negative outcomes of mass communication. And mass communication can be used to move people to do horrible things, dehumanizing things. And so a small group or a leader who does not have good intentions can use mass media to shape a large population, to move a population of people to his or her desired ends. And in fact, if I could go back, they may believe they're well-intentioned. They may believe that their motivations are, are good. But we then have to look at the outcomes and those outcomes, how it impacts individual human beings. As Aldous Huxley is simply asking, how can we protect the integrity and the value of the human being, their dignity? And so Huxley, he, he states that the aim of the demagogue, and I'm quoting, is to create social coherence under his own leadership, close quote, to create social coherence. So we hear three things in there. So the, the, the demagogue in his statement, that individual, he or she is actively seeking to do something. And he is acting or she is acting upon the society. That society, whatever that means, is made up of individuals. But in order to move towards social coherence, there has to be a diminishment of what is individual, what is unique, what is creative, what is independent. And that coherence, that mass needs to be brought under his or her leadership. So looking at Huxley, he identifies three things. It requires these three elements. It requires repetition. It requires suppression. And it requires rationalization. What do we mean? Well, repetition saying it over and over again. So it gets spread abroad. It gets spread wide. So as the mass begins to communicate the same message, it's said over and over again. In fact, if you look at how a lot of news media, if you move from one channel to the next, they're saying specifically the same thing. I was on ground.news and they aggregate all this different type of news sources from right, center, and left. And I was beginning to see that regardless of the news station in America, they was using the same article. We look at politicians. And these politicians can coordinate with others. To have the same message said over and over again. And so you hear it from the chief executive. You could hear it from a member of Congress. You could hear it from the press secretary. And then you hear it from um, news media. Then you hear it 
promoted in different social media sources. It's that repetition. But the second thing is this, is the necessity of suppression. In order to achieve this social coherence, right, there has to be the elimination of independent thought. There has to be the elimination of creativity. Those who are seeking to blaze their own trail have to either be brought on the trail that everyone else is on or that individual has to be alienated, shamed, in some cases, eliminated. So in order for mass communication to effectively move towards this social coherence, the intended outcome of the ill-intentioned or the quote-unquote well-intentioned demagogue the independent messaging must be lessened by a variety of means. And then thirdly, we see rationalization. Now, we are human beings. We, we think with our minds, but we also have our emotions. And so we can make decisions. We can interrogate knowledge on the basis of rationality, reason, logic. In some cases, we just use our emotions and just go heart long into something. So the, um, the emotions experienced among the mass are leveraged to the benefit of the demagogue, of the one who is in pursuit of that social coherence. He or she seeking to create that social coherence to bring the mass under his or her leadership. And so common everyday language, they'll play to the emotions. They'll get you riled up. We look at the communication, the words that are said can be emotionally charged, but then also the demagogue, he or she can use his or her body language to reinforce that emotionally charged language. So repetition, suppression, rationalization. This is how mass communication can be used negatively to achieve a particular outcome. An outcome in which a demagogue is seeking to create social coherence under his or her leadership. So Returning to Huxley and his concern to protect the integrity and value of human dignity, how can we courageously respond to mass communication that is seeking to quell independent thought, independent questioning, creativity? One, we have to pay attention to the phrases and statements which are repeated across a broad sphere of social institutions. So if you're hearing the same thing from your church, your religious institution, to your political situation, coming out of a business situation, coming out of media, if they're all communicating the same message, which elevates the mass and diminishes the individual, you have to ask why. Next, to fight against suppression, we have to pay attention. What are considered the allowable messages? 
What messages are met with shame, derision, and in some cases, state action? And this is regardless of who's in quote-unquote power. Yes, in, in regards to rationalization, where they seek to play on emotions, yes, we are to consider our emotions, but at the same time, is the message being communicated resting only on emotional fervor or are there facts aligning with reality being presented as well? I'm a public speaker. I love to use emotion, but emotion needs to be accompanied with facts. Facts should be accompanied with emotion. A message should consider a mix of the logos, should consider a mix of the ethos and the pathos. When an individual asks these questions, he or she is advancing human autonomy, creativity, and yes, it's okay to have doubt. All of these are important aspects of the human experience and act as guards against being swept up into a situation in which the mass has effectively erased any semblance of autonomy and human freedom. Something to think about. This year, as we close, in the next five years, 20 years from now, pay attention to how mass communication is being used. And pay attention that in that mass communication, do you see seeds of repetition, suppression, and rationalization? Don't be afraid to question. Don't not be afraid to Ask why. Be courageous and discerning. And if we do so, we can actively prevent the rise of demagogues. Hey, this is Philip Fletcher. Thank you for joining me today for the Humanity Matters podcast. Connect with me on all the different social media outlets. I appreciate it very much. Please support this podcast. All right. Subscribe. If you're listening to this on Anchor or iTunes, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast content, please subscribe to it, but also leave a review. I would appreciate it very much. Um, also, I would encourage you to go over to patreon.com and you put in my name, Philip Fletcher, PhD. You have an opportunity to support uh, the work that is going on here, uh, specifically with Humanity Matters and broadly with Arrowmaker. So I appreciate y'all very much. So as always, remember to be loved, to be kind, to be generous, to be courageous. If remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. Y'all take care. God bless.